Hi, and welcome to the Voice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Matt Sobolski. Today, we are joined by Augmedics, featuring Ian Shaquille, founder, and his MD counterpart, Davin Lundquist. I'm your host, Matt Sobolski, joined by my co-host, Reed McClellan. We have a very special show today. Uh, Ian Shaquille is here with us from Augmedics, and one of his MD counterparts, Davin Lundquist is here with us too. They're representing the West Coast. Reed and I are here in the Deep South. We're all talking about the same thing, which is making care better, more accessible, more fluid, um, and basically saving the future. So I want to go ahead and introduce my co-host, Dr. Reed McClellan. Tell everyone hello and tell them what you do. My name's Reed McClellan. I'm the CEO and founder of Cortina Health, a healthcare technology company focused on restoring the care and vision by using our proprietary AI digital platform. I started a company called Ionia Healthcare Consulting. We focus on AI voice and digital health. Ian Shaquille of Augmedics, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Um, I was really, really honored to be introduced to you through a mutual mentor of ours, Joe Marks. He's quite the remarkable person. <laughs> he's a, he's incredibly remarkable. Uh, Joe Marks, we know you're listening because you probably wouldn't ever miss one of my episodes, but Ian and I are here and, and we're happy to be talking about his idea, his tangible company that's going to be and has changed the way physicians interact with their EMR and their patients, Augmedics. Ian, tell us about how you got started here. What was the pivot point for you where you said, I'm going to go out and do this and I'm going to make a big change here? Yeah, well, a lot of people found startups by way of um, methodology and spreadsheets Augmetics was not founded that way. Augmetics was a classical Silicon Valley Eureka moment lightning strike. Um, let me th- let me think about this. Well, I j- had just graduated from Stanford. This was summer 2012. Here in the cauldron of startups, um, you know Silicon Valley. I'm hanging out at Dolores Park on a sunny day, and um, I'm with friends. And some of these friends uh, happen to be Googlers. And one of them had happened to be working on a secretive hardware prototype they, they called Google Glass at the time. And the world had never heard of Google Glass in 2012. So my friend said to me, hey, I, I've got this thing in my backpack. It's called Glass. Um, I'm going to let you try it on. I want to know what you think. Please don't take a picture. <laughs> don't tell anyone. I'll get fired if you do. <laughs> it was so already being, all over the place. <laughs> being the geek that I am, I, I put on this Glass hardware prototype he gave me. And the first thing I said is I'm not giving this back to you. And, and the second thing I'm, I said is, oh my God, this is amazing. Have you thought about doctors and here's what you could do? And, and the reason I did that is because my prior life for many years was in healthcare and I'm very familiar with the pain points of doctors. And sort of then and there on the spot, I started just ranting and elaborating the precursors of augmetics as we know it today and, and how glass can be important in enterprise and in healthcare. Uh, interestingly, all of the Googlers were laughing at me and telling me, no, 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 we're thinking about dads in the park and GoPros and selfies and hiking and all these consumer applications. And I was telling them, no, 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 enterprise and healthcare. And we got in this big debate right then and there in the park. We agreed to disagree, we parted ways. And that's really when the obsession began. Just couldn't get the idea out of my head. A few weeks after that, I just decided to quit my job that I just started and found Augmetics as the very first glass company of any sort. 
we really decided to found this company with a mission to rehumanize the doctor-patient interaction um, using technology. And that's really how it all began. All right, Ian. So now we're all hooked. You told us the story. It's like a Disney. It's like we took a lesson from Joe Marks. We got like a Disney narrative going here. We started <laughs> off with this like really compelling, grab the attention of the audience story. Now tell us what does Augmetics do for those listening? Um, we've made these big claims. You said you had an aha moment. You went enterprise side. What do you do here, as they say in office space? Yeah. Um, well, we really address perhaps the biggest pain point in the lives of doctors all over the country. And that is this tragic fact that doctors spend hours every day on the computer, on the EMR, typing, clicking, charting, and not paying attention to the patient in front or doing productive tasks. Horrible for the doctor, horrible for the patient and the patient experience, and really for the health system in general. That is the problem we exist to solve. So we at Augmetics give doctors phones that they put on stands or lanyards or Google Glass, or even these days we hop on their telemedicine calls and their Zoom calls. And in either of those three modalities, when doctors use us, use our service, we take natural conversation between doctor and patient. And from that live stream, we do the documentation and EMR noting ourselves. Um, so the doctor is able to focus on the patient experience and have a natural organic conversation in the background our service is structuring and filling out Epic, Cerner, whatever the EMR is, better and faster than what a doctor would do on their own. This saves a doctor hours a day, makes them really happy and retained, and creates documentation faster and better in, better in every respect, really. Um, you're probably wondering, how does that magical outcome happen? Um, it's really like, like, I, like I like to think the union of um, humans and software technology. What's going on is we're live streaming from the device, from the phone or from the glass, the audio and video to a tech-enabled remote scribe, literally a human. Think of them as a guardian agent or a wingman um, from afar. And they're um, assisting with the conversation. They're listening in and seeing in. And as, it, as that conversation unfolds, um, they're distilling and summarizing that into a structured note in the EMR better and faster than what the doctor would do. And that scribe is sitting in a specialized, what we call scribe cockpit, which is full of automation technologies that we've built. So a natural language processing note builder that is constantly auto expanding and auto completing the note very, very quickly as the conversation progresses. And it has abilities for the scribe to invoke speech recognition mo um, models that kick in for parts of the conversation and various other um, templates and tools that have the net effect of really deburdening the scribe um, and allowing them to be um, really high quality and really quick. Um, but you do in fact need a human in the loop to, to make a service like this work. Um, you know, I, I, if you try to do this with so-called pure AI and pure software, it just won't, won't work. Um, think of it this way. I can't even order like a Domino's pizza on my Alexa or book a Delta airline flight on my Google home, let alone imagine a doctor-patient conversation with head nods and conceptual right. turning into a note. So, so we people get a little Asimovian about what's possible. And I think <laughs> that you saying that really matters because, yeah. you know, when Reed and I were visiting with Eric Topol in, at Scripps, he even says that. He says, look, you're not taking the humans out of care. We're never going to do that. And it's actually a problem to even think we would. 
finish your thought there. And then I want to transition to your contemporary that's joining us here and ask you about why he's here as well. Go ahead. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I like to say that, you know, we're kind of like Uber. You have to build Uber before you build Uber driverless cars. You can't just sort of come out of the womb of Uber driverless cars. And so our strategy and, and effort is really to improve ratios um, and deeper in the stride using technology over time, using workflow mastery and a huge data insights, um, which we have. Um, you know, this buzzword AI is thrown about all the time. We like to rather refer to IA, intelligence amplification. I love that. That's fantastic. Now, tell us, I imagine that part of uh, Davin being with us has something to do with um, how this is orchestrated and how it's being used uh, in the day-to-day. So tell us a little, Ian, about Davin and um, the story that he brings to the table today for Augmetics. Well, well, Dr. Davin, how how did you uh, come to meet Augmetics and how did the lightning strike hit you? Thanks, Ian. Um, I'm glad you sort of passed that question off to me. That was, that was strategic of you. Um, so basically, you know, not long after Ian had had this great idea that he's so good at articulating, um, you know, I was a, a fairly new CMIO with a, a big health system here on the West Coast, Dignity Health. Um, and you know, I also saw, you know, Google Glass in the news, um, maybe not as early as Ian, but uh, um, at, a, at a time when it was fresh and um, thought, wow, this, this, there's got to be a healthcare application for this. Um, and so, um, you know, not long after that, you know, I had the opportunity to, uh, to meet Ian um, pretty early on, actually. And, um, but, you know, at the time, as a C, as kind of a new CMIO, and this was you know again back in 2012 2013 when um, our health system was you know just getting our doctors onto EMRs and um, <clears throat> realizing that you know as we put doctors onto this new technology, which everybody knows was necessary, um, but it was largely on the backs of our physicians and our providers. Um, and so, you know, finding technology or, or other th- solutions that could, you know, lessen that burden that, that we were putting on, on doctors, um, you know, was about the time that, that I met Augmetics. Um, and one of the things that really stood out for me was the fact that they did have humans in, in the loop. Um, and, you know, I had heard a lot of pitches from a lot of new startups and, and, and healthcare technology companies who seem to have, you know, the solution to everything. Um, and that their technology was, was going to, was going to solve that. And, you know, in my experience, even early on in my career, it was, it became obvious that when technology meets healthcare, healthcare always wins. And for whatever reason, you know, um, technology that maybe worked in other industries just didn't always translate in, into the complex healthcare environment. Um, and so this model of having humans sort of helping and assisting in a, and having tech enabled service um, really resonated. And I, and I thought they were really onto something with the ability to kind of, you know, clean up around the edges of, of the technology and, and give the technology time to sort of advance and grow and, and evolve. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love this concept, actually. It's interesting because when Matt and I spoke with Dr. Topol, he mentioned that we're not going to replace humans. Humans will always have a place in medicine, but that AI will assist us to uh, perform in a more succinct way. But what you guys have actually done is not only not replaced humans, you've added humans to the uh, equation for the doctor-patient relationship with these actual human scribes that are, I'm assuming, off campus somewhere just listening in. What's really neat about this, for our, for our listeners that may not realize this, many uh, physicians use scribes all the, all the time uh, when you go into their uh, areas, but most of these are young men and women who are hoping to go to medical school. They stay for less than one to two years, and they're gone. And as a physician, we speak a very unique language that it's, it has a large learning curve. So you guys are really hitting the nail on the head here by training up scribes that are going to hopefully stay the long haul. Yeah, we, we actually offer two service types, um, Augmetics Live, which is our real-time workhorse most popular service, and Augmetics Notes. Um, most of our doctors use Augmetics Live, and the way that works is um, you, doctor, will have a primary scribe someone who knows you very well, better than anyone on planet Earth, most likely, and they will have your schedule in, in advance. And they will real-time align with you through your day and through your schedule as your day progresses, um, sitting in all of your meetings and performing all of your documentation. I should add that our system doesn't just do one-way documentation, but we're live interactive two-way, meaning our scribes and our platform are doing smart orders, are Q&Aing with you, in many cases, we're reminding you of care gap closures and gaps and prompts and things. So it's more than just documentation. Um, it's it's where it's where it's worth noting. Um, you you mentioned that many doctors have um, a scribe, like an in-person on-site scribe, but that model is really starting to hit scalability limits today. Um, there are not enough of them. They're not in the right places. They're often in major metro areas where it's way too expensive, non-economic. They're very expensive. Um, they're calling in sick, they're taking up space, and you, you said one to two years is how often their tenure is. In my experience, they're a lot less. It's more like six to 12 months, leaving a lot of gaps and, and operational chaos. Um, we, generally speaking, locate our scribes in lower-cost regions. We're able to turn them on and off across the country like light switches in much more efficient ways. And we also tech-enable them in various ways. So we're all able to offer a service that is um, much more scalable, um, better in every respect, um, and also dramatically uh, more affordable. Um, I should also add, we also have this other service, Augmetics Notes, which is a more asynchronous, on-demand, non-real-time model. Um, that's for doctors that maybe just want to use Augmetics for a particular note or charter encounter, press a button, um, we handle your note and your visit, and then we're done. So we actually are able to accommodate both conceivable needs um, here at Augmetics. You know, and let's let's discuss the tech a little bit. You mentioned that you work with Epic, Cerner, all the major electronic health record systems. Do you have your own proprietary platform that pushes and pulls for those systems, or does the scribe legitimately log into Epic or Cerner, whatever the physician is using? Because you mentioned smart orders, so does he also or she also set up the orders for the physician to sign off on? And how exactly does that all work? 
Yeah. So, you know, there's like a long graveyard of, of startups that require so much deep integration that they almost never get started with a health system because they're kind of an EMR integration queue purgatory. Um, the good news about Augmetics is, generally speaking, we can be up and running in no time with minimal integration because most EMRs allow for the provisioning of secure remote logins, credential describes. So we're able to have our scribe teams literally log in in a secure way and place the structured note in the EMR right where it belongs um, with very little headache to the office of the CIO and very little integration required. That said, um, for more mature um, deployments, there are benefits to doing deeper integration, um, going beyond scribe login and entry. Um, and we actually have the tooling to make that happen as well um, through our technology partner. So we're able to accommodate sort of both approaches and graduate people up from uh, sort of scribe login to EHR integration itself. And I should add that as we create the notes, they always go in the draft or pending status with an Epic or Cerner or all scripts. Throughout the day, the doctor, of course, has to review the notes, glance at the notes, um, click confirm or, or OK, and then that's when everything is fully committed. Yeah, I, um, the time savings is is really what's amazing. Um, I think as a physician, you you know you get to work, you start your day, you look at your schedule, you have patients coming, um, you know you you go into your first exam room and um, and you're interacting with this patient, and you know prior to Augmetics, um, you're sort of fighting with the EMR to some extent, right? You're, you're on your computer, you're trying to find information, you're trying to make sure that you capture what the patient's telling you in some form or another. Um, and you're, you're pretty distracted in a way from, from that patient. And um, none of us like you know, people who are distracted, right? Whether they're on, you're trying to have a conversation, they're on their phone, or certainly distracted drivers are the worst. The doctor's but, never making eye contact with the patient, absolutely. Exactly, right? Distracted doctors, you know, from a patient's perspective is equally dissatisfying. And, um, you know, I've had patients um, tell me that, you know, after uh, we started with Augmetics, um, that they, it was, it was so refreshing to have a doctor, like look them in the eye and, and have a conversation with them and not have their back to them, you know, hacking away at the, at the computer. Um, and, and so, it's it's been just as rewarding, I think, for our patients as it is for for our doctors. In fact, um, you know, the patients that have been with me the longest uh, were the most supportive of this, right? Um, and we do sort of um, give all the patients the opportunity to opt opt out if they if they want, and it's less than one percent that do. Um, and they've mentioned the fact that, you know, it's like, wow, you, you guys work so hard and it's so nice that you've got support and you can, you know, spend more time with me. And, and they do notice that and they have shared that experience. That's excellent. Um, you know, we're coming to the end of time here as fast as that might seem. Ian, this question's for you and then we'll close, which is where is Augmetics headed? Yeah, well, this year has been a big year in the pandemic. We've turned on this new modality, hopping in on telemedicine, in addition to our in-person modalities, um, phone kits and Google Glass. We really think we're in the first inning of integrating our ambient documentation and support into the telemedicine experience. Um, that's a huge roadmap for us. 
Um, there's a major effort to continue this AI flywheel and do more with automation to complement our intelligence ampl amplification um, tech strategy. As I'll say again and again, you need a human in the loop for years to come. And if anybody claims to do what we do without a human, it's really just verbatim dictation, wake words, press a button. It's not ambient, it's not natural. And we're trying to be ambient and natural. We're gonna be the kings of that strategy. And um, next up for us is we're really gonna focus on platformizing the business. Um, as I mentioned before, the core of what we do is documentation, relief, save you time. Um, but it really earns us the presence, the trusted wingman, um, you know, the pipe into the doctor's lives that allows us to do so many of these other H HCC action, gap reminders, care gap reminders, integrated coding, smart orders, um, a lot of other strategic things for doctors above and beyond documentation at its core. So we have a huge product development effort in and around that area. And also we're just adding specialties. Um, we work with over 20 different clinic-based specialties today. Most of our doctors are primary care. We have a ton of onco, a ton of ortho, and many, many others. Um, this year is really exciting. We've stepped into the emergency department. It's going really well. We've stepped into the hospitalist environment. It's going well. And we're, we're really poised to expand pretty aggressively now in the in-hospital world. Um, and that's a big growth area for us as well. Ian, we are very pleased to have both you and Davin on the show today. We're both impressed with the product that you have developing um, and your vision. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. And you too, Davin. Thanks for uh, sharing a bit of your clinical experience with Augmetics. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next time.